right, welcome to the Power Half Hour, everyone. Thank you for being here. Today we have a special uh, call. It's going to be a little bit different today. We are promoting a couple of things, um, event, here on Friday, March the 10th. And Mr. Bill Layler is here to talk a little bit about it. Uh, this event I'm very, very excited about. I don't work on Fridays anymore, but I'm working this Friday because uh, Bill has a special event. Tell us more. Thanks, John. Uh, it's going to be Laidler Academy's first in-person event. We're going to be walking through the just-sold door-knocking script that I used when I was a realtor uh, that helped me grow my business to 120 deals by the third year. And we're going to go through not only the system that we followed, but also some of the scripts and how to use them when you're at the doors. Wow. Okay. The systems and the scripts. So tell us a little bit more about what a prospecting clinic even is. So typically prospecting clinics come from the Mike Ferry organization where I'm sure you've been involved. We go down into the office in Las Vegas and we all make our calls together. Uh, and I have a coach walking around to help work with all the agents on their scripts and, and any questions that they have. Um, this prospecting clinic will be slightly different. We're going to have a 15-minute presentation by myself on the system that we use. We'll then have a one-on-one -on -one script practice with Michael Ireland and follow that by a panel interview with yourself. Much appreciated for you taking the time, uh, Mark Hammer and Denise Mai. Oh, they're all going. Okay, great. Okay, so uh, how much prospecting time actually will the agents have at this prospecting clinic to take action and set appointments? So this prospecting clinic will not have any prospecting for the agents. It's going to be a sit-down uh, panel-style interview. Um, there will be a 30-minute Q&A at the end of the uh, presentation for any questions to come to yourself, myself, or any of the other presenters. Okay, what? So, so we're, we're not doing a true prospecting clinic, John. It was uh, some misbranding. Oh, no. Okay. Now, see, now I'm clear. Okay. So, guys, this is uh, not a prospecting clinic per se, but it's about, it's talking about prospecting and coaching people about prospecting and having a panel to talk about prospecting just listed, just sold. How Bill was able to build his business from zero to 120 deals in three years. Uh, Bill, you prospected 10 hour days. In That's... the first year of my business, yeah. In the first year we were prospecting from 7 a.m. till 7 p.m. Well, 12 hours, not even 10, 12. When really okay. like the just sold script is the foundation of, was the foundation of my business. And for agents, if you're not, using the just sold script, you're really missing out on a pillar. There's mm -hmm. nothing that converts better than talking to a neighbor when you have a sold sign in the front yard. Mm. There's so many advantages to it. Number one, you have credibility because they've seen your sold sticker every day as they drive home from work. And secondly, you as the agent have more information than any other agent that you may be competing for that listing. For example, you have the list of all the buyers and the buyer's agents who have inquired on a home in that price point in that area. And you can use that list to generate more business for the first weekend of the open house showings for the neighbors. So when you're going in and competing for these listings, if you've already sold a property on that street, 
you are so much further ahead from the competition and really implement that system into your business to generate one new listing from every sold listing. Wow. Okay. So w with that being said, when you sell a listing, um, you tell everyone about it in the area. What would you say the contacts per listing taken was back in the day when you were doing this at a high, high level? When we, what we found for detached homes in the Tri-Cities, the turnover is lower than what the turnover would be for condos and townhomes. When you look at all the homes available for sale in Port Moody, it's approximately one sale for every 20 homes every year. One sale for every 20 homes in Port Moody. Oh, wow. That's a really good stat. Definitely. Okay. And what we have to understand is that most sellers don't know if they're selling until 90 days before they list the home, which mm. means you have to talk to 80 homeowners to find the one that says they're selling in the next 90 days. Wow. 80 homeowners to talk to get someone to be to, to raise their hand and say, yes, I am doing it in the next 90 days. That's a very good ratio. And so when you were doing that um, was in your first year, then when you sold 48 homes, how many of those were just listed, just sold calls? What's interesting and what's great about having just listed, just sold as a pillar in your business is that it's the most effective in a hot market. Ah. Now, when I got licensed in 2013, 2014, we were in a very similar market that we're in today. Okay. The market was slower and the just sold wasn't working as effectively as it would when you're telling homeowners you're selling two, three, four hundred thousand dollars over their expectation. So in that first year in the business, I focused more on expireds and for uh -huh. sale by owners because there are more opportunities in down markets for expireds. Is that something that you will talk about to, uh, on Friday as well? A little bit of a just just um, uh, expired and for sale by owners? Friday is not going to be about expired for sale by owners. It will okay. be about the just sold. And the key is that the just sold still works in a down market. Mm, tell us it's more still, about that. Because you just said uh, it works better in an in a up market. It works. It's easier in an up market to get appointments. But in an up market, you're also competing against every realtor who's promising to sell their home the first weekend, discounting their commission. And it's harder for a seller to value a good realtor in the up market. Whereas in a down market, the sellers are really looking for a realtor who has extra expertise and strong communication skills because it's harder to sell in a down market. So you have less competition when you've sold the home recently in that area and you have a higher value proposition than in an up market. Yes, because it's harder to sell a home in a down market and you really have to have skills of pricing the property correctly. And in an up market, anybody, any Joe Blow can go sell a home for multiple offers, right? So now in this market then, um, my thought is, and this is what most uh, agents would think is that when you do just list it, just sold, sometimes they're not selling until a year later, right? How do you cultivate those leads and nurture them until they're ready? This, this can be the biggest pitfall for a real estate agent mm -hmm. is a seller who says they're selling a year from now. So if we take our example that one homeowner will sell their property, one out of 80 homeowners know they're selling their property in the next 90 days. 
and four of those 80 homeowners will actually sell their property in the next year. Mm. You may have 10 to 15 homeowners who are interested in selling maybe that year, the year mm. after, the year after that. So your job as a realtor is to ask the right questions to make sure that the homeowners who are not really motivated but telling you that they're interested don't clog up your pipeline to find mm. those four homeowners who are actually going to be selling in the next one year. Wow. Okay. So you are just saying next because I don't want you in my pipeline right now. Now, should they say, okay, I'm definitely selling in a year. What's your follow-up process? So the two questions that you have to ask to determine whether to add a potential seller to your follow-up process is number one, why are they moving? And number two, when are they moving? Mm. If they cannot give you a clear reason why they're wanting to make a move mm. and when they want to make that move, then they're not worth putting into your follow-up system. Mm. So for example, if somebody's selling in a year and they say they're selling in a year because they're retiring mm -hmm. and they're retiring on November in November, then that is worth following up with because they have a clear timeline and a clear reason why, which is much different than a downsizer saying, I'm thinking about downsizing this year. I'm not really sure whether I want to go to a townhouse, a condo, or maybe a rancher. Ooh. And still exploring whether I want to go to Kelowna or Vancouver Island. People be all over that, Bill. I think. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Uh, let me just come over and see if we could uh, help you sell your house. And then end up overpricing and expiring because they're not motivated. Correct. Biggest that takes pitfall away, right there. That takes you away, your time away from finding those clients who really need your help and want to do something in a short period of time. Wow. Okay. Good. So what should be the mindset um, with just sold calls? Because, okay, I'll tell you my mindset and it's a yeah, but from me. Um, I've only ever converted, converted one deal ever in my whole career from just listed, just sold. Wow. Okay. And my mindset was that I am, this, here's what I tell myself. Man, I'm never going to get a deal from just listed, just sold. So what should the mindset be when, when agents are going after this source? The mindset is there are sellers selling in this neighborhood. We know mm. there's one in 20 homes that are selling every year in Port Moody. Mm. Your job is to find that one in 20. And stronger than that, your job is not to get distracted by the people who may be thinking about selling but aren't really sellers. Ooh. Okay, the skill is the distinction between people who are interested but not, are not actually selling right away. Don't get distracted from the good or the maybe, go to the great and the now, correct? Definitely. Okay. That was the, so I had can... agents that have worked with me and the hardest part that they would have is they would find a maybe, they would take that client to all the condos in the city they take them to all the townhomes in the city. They would take them out of market, hoping that they can show them a home that they would like with low motivation. And ultimately they don't purchase and the, the, the agents just stuck, no income and pushing them out of the business. So you have to say no to those maybes. Just go back out on the doors and remember one in 20 homes are selling every year in this neighborhood. One in 20 homes are selling in this neighborhood. Who is it? So this is, this is really good. Um, how come agents don't have the patience and always want to cherry pick? 
because they don't like to be door knocking all day. It's much easier and much more fulfilling to drive somebody around all day thinking that you're closer to a sale. Ouch. You can't, you can't cash that check right there. Like it's busy versus being productive. How do you get super productive with just sold calls? Do you think? Well, number one, your skills have to be extremely high. Your first few words that come out of your mouth are what's going to determine from the sellers or the potential seller side, whether they want to continue this conversation. So you have to come across as an authority and with value knowledge that they don't have, that they want to have to catch their attention in the beginning mm -hmm. and then work through a question based script to open up and determine whether they really have motivation to do something or whether they don't. Mm. What's your best hook? My best hook? Like, like we said, if we sold your neighbor's property and they can see this for sale sign outside of their window, that is your best credibility. And then even further, if they know that seller, which most of these neighbors do, then you're getting a direct referral from your client to help introduce you to those sellers as well. Wow. That's how Bill built his business, guys. Uh, just sold calls. You started with for sale by owners and expired listings because the market was very slow, right? And you talked to enough of those because there were a ton back then. But after that, it was mostly just sold. So you actually farm the area by doing just sold door knocking or cold calling. What did you do most? Cold calling just sold or door knocking just sold? Uh, calling was uh, more, calling was more um, successful for myself because the ease of talking to owners. Um, door knocking, you'd be out there for a couple hours and you wouldn't get nearly as many contacts as you would on the phone. However, if you're newer to just solds, start by door knocking mm. because it's harder to convert on the phones. So master your scripts on the doors. And then when you're stronger at answering questions and presenting yourself, move that onto the phone system. Mm. Okay. So if you're new guys, go out there uh, and door knock because it's probably easier to talk to people on at the door right? Because they see your face, they see you're dressed up well, right? When you're calling people over the phone, if you don't have the skills yet, you don't have the, the attire, the energy and how you look to kind of back you up, right? So that, that's really, really good advice. Go out there and door knock first and then get better at your skills, then go out and, and call. What are the best times for doing these just sold calls in a day or the week? Is it this is a great question and we actually just finished um, the Laidler Academy course on just solds. Mm. And what's really interesting is that most agents are correct to say that it's more effective to prospect just solds in the afternoons and the evenings. Mm. However, I prospected them in the mornings. And the reason is, is as real estate agents, there's nothing that is more important is so important that it cannot wait until 12 noon every day. Mm. If you have a showing request, an offer comes in, your conveyancing department's looking for documents, you can always get back to them by one o'clock in the afternoon, protecting right. your morning schedule. However, in the afternoons, you have offers coming in, maybe in multiple offers, you may have to be at a listing presentation. So the inconsistency of prospecting in the afternoons and evenings 
will not produce as well as the consistency in the mornings, although you have a lower conversion rate on your dials. So in other words, agents, the best time to prospect is when you actually do. Exactly. So, so That's it. for us as MFO, Mike Ferry agents, our schedule is always from 8 to 12, we do our prospecting calls. In the afternoon, we go out there and do business. Morning is for getting business. Afternoons are for doing business. But I've heard agents like Lauren Goldman, he would cold call at night. And then he would do his business in the morning, but it to each their own. But most agents have the best energy in the morning. That's why I do it. That's how I used to do it. And I know that I always hated to go out uh, in the afternoon to door, door knock because I was already so burnt out from doing 40 contacts in the morning on the phone. Definitely. Right. So um, any other thoughts you'd like to share about Just Sold? Okay. So Just Sold, they are the foundation of your business. As once you can earn one listing from every listing that you take is when your business snowballs. Mm. If you don't have a listing right now that you can door knock on, what I started out with was door knocking on a good sale from somebody else in my office. Wow. Okay. So if you want to know more about what to say and how to say it, then we have I think five or six tickets left for the Friday event. This is a critical foundation to your business. Yes, sir. Um, I remember talking to a top producer here locally, Ken Chan. Also, uh, he was re with Remax, and uh, in his first year, he was President's Club. And I was like, Ken, w what do you do, man? We're brand new. I was like struggling, right? And then he said, uh, you know, John, every time I sell a home, I sell three more homes in the area. I'm like, holy crap. I'm like, what do you do? He's like, I'll just tell everybody in the area and I would, uh, you know, do flyers in the area. That's just how I do it. Every time you get a listing, you, you have to sell three more in that area or else you're wasting that opportunity. So this is what we're, we're gonna be talking about on Friday, guys. We have five more tickets left. Go ahead and register. Um, Maybe we could post a link in the uh, face on the Facebook wall afterwards. Great. All right, good. Okay, we have nine more minutes left, and uh, Bill says he has some questions for me, so this will be fun. Perfect. <laughs> John, what, what I'm most interested about in your business and what I never did in my career was get involved in a BNI group or a formalized referral network. Can you talk about how important BNI has been to your business and how many deals you would normally generate from that structure? Yeah, um, I think if you're brand new right now, it's absolutely crucial to build up your vendors list and your people that uh, send your referrals. And it's easier to build it with BNI because it's an official structure that they give you to have that happen on a weekly basis. Right. See, I try to do it myself, you know, just have a couple of my buddies, you know, the inspector, the mortgage broker and a graphic designer. We get together every single week, but, you know, those referrals come here and far between and we're just meeting to chat. Right. That's a social network. BNI, it's a business networking international where they give you structure every single week to have that happen. Right. They have accountability. Right. So you do ha have to send referrals every single week. The, the power of one is you go attend one meeting. You send one referral, you, um, you have one visitor every single week, and you do a one education unit. So have these structures can help you build your chapter. So imagine if you're brand new and you join a BNI chapter, let's say they have 
25 people in there. You insert yourself into that network as the only realtor in that chapter. You have 25 referral partners. And depending on your goal, that's going to be very lucrative. And, you know, for myself, I joined late in my career. I, I always got um, rejected by previous chapters that I applied to. And finally, three years ago, we got into one. And in three years, we were able to generate $350,000 in GCI from the referrals. And not to mention all the names and numbers and emails that we gain in our database because of that. And that pipeline will just keep growing. right? So uh, for a newer agent, it's a no-brainer to start with BNI and to be able to cultivate relationships with those people that can help you long-term. Right, so I think for uh, the new guys, you either just spend some energy, build a chapter, right? But that doesn't take away from your daily prospecting. You still have to prospect, still have to do your just listed, just sold, for sale by owner, uh, for rent by owner, and your past client center of influence. But on top of that, if you have BNI in your uh, arsenal as one source of your business, you're not going to be stuck. Money will not be an issue. If you join a BNI early in your real estate career, so I'll, I'll just say that. So you invited me to one of your BNI meetings, and instantly it made sense. I was on the tail end of my career and moving out of real estate. I, I wish that somebody had told me about that opportunity earlier. Hundred percent. I, I always say that the only the three regrets that I have in real estate was number one, I didn't niche down into an area or type of property. Uh, number two was I didn't join a BNI, right? And I forgot what number three was, so there's that. <laughs> well, my other question is because I finished reading your book, How to Be a Beast, and it, and it was reminded me a lot about the quote, everyone wants to be a beast until it comes time to do what beasts do. So tell us, like, what was the main takeaway that you were looking for an agent to understand or to be energized by by reading your book? I think a beast is really defined by being bigger than you are right now. That's the main definition of it. And for me, being a beast is never giving up. Is being hit and you know falling down seven times and getting up eight. Is no matter what adversity and setback that you have, that you keep moving forward. And all at the same time, during that grind, you have to let go of the attachment of the outcome. And that's very hard, right? So you gotta take massive action as a beast. You also have to let go completely as a beast. Right, real beast, let go. Right, that that's what I learned in my journey, anyway. So you know, read read the book, How to Be a Beast. You know, most of my journey is about working hard, grinding through, and you know, choosing to be a beast. And at the tail end of the book, we talk a lot about detachment, and I think that's um, truly important, especially in a salesperson's career, is we take massive action, but you have to allow space for attraction, meaning. You can only control what you can control, right? You can't control inflation. You can't control the interest rates rising, but you can control your daily schedule, your prospecting, setting appointments, you work on working on your mindset, right? So control the controllables and let go of the rest. That's the book. I love it. And so many people think that we've had no down turns in our career. I remember multiple times when I was almost out of the business quitting for a number of different reasons and, and to have something to guide you through those difficult times is extremely important. Absolutely. So the last question I have for you, and, and Channing um, and myself just bought our VIP 
front row tickets to Ignite. What speaker are you most excited about uh, presenting at the end of March? You know, I'll have to say that all of them are rock stars. Um, I'm really excited to hear the legends, which I'll be a map moderator for. Um, Phil Moore from Remax, he's been in business for the last 31 years. John Petrocelli from EXP, he's been in business 25 years. And also Natasha Coach, she's been in business now over 23 years, I believe. And I want to know how you keep it fun. I want to know how you keep the longevity in the business, how you not burn out, right? And still produce at a high level after 30 years. Man, it's a grind. And, uh, and beyond that, I would say, you know, the Sarah Kwan, you know, Nafsing or uh, Marco, because these days, the new way of doing business, it's social media and YouTube, right? So I want to learn about that. Although, you know, we built our business, Bill and I, by cold calling, door knocking, networking, putting in the grind. But these days, there's so many other ways to do it. So I'm excited about seeing those guys speak and you know really giving us the golden nuggets to help us move our businesses forward. You know, on top of what we teach is the grind, yes, but social media does work and don't discount it. So we look forward to seeing you all there on March the 31st. That's exciting. That's the way that John, you and I met was by going to conferences in the US. And it's so important to have, surround yourself though with other agents who are looking to grow and you can grow in this business together with. We were very fortunate. I really appreciate the opportunity to grow with you. And if you're in the business and you want to grow your business, then come find me at the Ignite and introduce yourself. Say hello because it's just exciting to see all the new faces in our business. And uh, whatever I can do to help, I'm, I'm here to help. Man, proximity is power. I met Bill in 2014. I believe you were only about 24 years old and he was already crushing it. I was just mind blown. And that's who you'll get to meet at these events is someone you've never come across. You'd be like, wow, this, this guy's a rock star. And you get access to them. You can you know, talk to them after they get off stage. And more, more than often than not, they're willing to help. They will give you their secret secrets and the nuggets that you need to move your business forward. So again, I'm super excited about March 31st, but more importantly, I'm looking forward to seeing you uh, March the 10th on the Friday for the prospecting clinic on Just Sold. Guys, make it a great day. Uh, Bill, last insight for the audience before we go. Oh, just get involved, get involved. We're gonna be there, so I look forward to seeing you and introduce yourself if you ever do see me at any of these events or anywhere else. I promise you, Bill is not scary. He doesn't bite, <laughs> all right guys. Make it a great day. Okay, see you guys later.